Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get free download and free 30-day trial at www.audibletrial.com slash screenfellows. Over 180,000 titles to choose from on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's www.audibletrial.com slash screenfellows. Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellows podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. In this episode, we'll be reviewing Gringo and A Wrinkle in Time as well as having another debate. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. How you doing? I am doing all right, man. How are you doing? I am doing all right. Uh, you know, it's it's been a busy. It was a busy weekend. I will say that. Like I had projects and projects and projects to do. Like it was so extremely stressful. But I powered through it. I got them done. Even the terrible group ones. You know how group projects can be. They are awful. Uh, but I got I, I got through it, and I am happy, and now I have a little bit of... It's like, th- I have spring break in next... I guess it technically starts uh, this weekend. And this kind of feels like, like a warm-up to spring break. Like, there's not too, too much going on right now, so I can relax a little bit before spring break starts. Then I can roll right into spring break, and it'll be a good time. So, I'm in a good place right now. What's going on with you? I don't know, man. Just, you know, living the Aussie life, I guess. I don't know. Um, I, I don't really know. Uh, <laughs> How many jobs do you working? have right now? I know you work a lot, so. Uh, currently, I have one. Okay. Okay. Currently, I one. Wow. I guess one, we got to talk about that because I, I thought you had two at this point, but I guess uh, we dropped one along the way, but good for you. <laughs> um, yeah, I dropped, I dropped one a while ago. It was okay. back in January. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I lot, guess I guess I'm lot. just I guess I'm just terrible at tr- keeping track of what's going on. Uh, you know, yeah, dude, just a bad friend. I know I'm a terrible human being. <laughs> is what it is. Um, hopefully, we'll continue to th- uh, throw insults at each other as we have our debate later in the episode. But oh yeah, um, yeah. before yeah. we get to that, we do have a couple movie reviews to do. Uh, Ozzy actually is ahead of me in movies right now, so you're going to be reviewing one solo, and then we're going to be doing. Um, a wrinkle in time altogether, and we'll also have a guest possibly for that a wrinkle in time review. Um, but before we get it into all of that, we should address the fact that there was no episode this weekend. Uh, sorry about that. Like I said, I was super busy, Ozzy was super busy, it just kind of happened. There was a miscommunication, and there was no episode, and we apologize about that. But we're gonna try to continue to get back on schedule and to get back in the swing of things as we continue on in March. Um, but yeah, thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for sticking with us in our crazy lives. Yep. All right. Well, I guess we should get into your review of Gringo. Ozzy, how was it? Oh, man. Um, I'm disappointed in this movie. Um, I, you know, I, I thought, I mean, I wanted this movie to be really great. I mean, the trailers really sold me on, you know, on, on it being really funny, on it being just... Amazing. I mean, you have an all-star cast here. I mean, you have Joel Edgerton, Charlie Theron, um, 
David Oyelo, Oyelo, I don't know how to say um, with Andy Newton and um, Amanda Seyfried. So, I mean, you had a lot of potential for this movie to be good, um, and it wasn't, which is really disappointing. Um, this this movie is it's so convoluted with so many stories, and it makes it it makes it hard for you to care for a lot of these characters and it makes it hard for you to really keep, you know, really keep, really keep, uh, and follow along with, with, with what's going on. I mean, this was directed by Nash Edgerton. Um, and it's, it's a dark comedy about this guy who was married. He's, he's living a, a suburban, a suburban life. Um, his wife is basically bringing him into bankruptcy just because she spends a lot and, Stuff like that. His company sends him to Mexico only for him to be in the crossfire of his company doing illegal things, selling to the drug cartels, and they kidnap him in um, in response to his company cutting them off. Um, so he's in the middle of all that. But it really takes a while for things to get going. And this movie sells you on that premise, but the premise doesn't actually take place until I want to say an hour into the movie. Like maybe an hour, hour and a, you know, this, it feels like, it feels like this movie's two hours long. And I think time for this movie is probably like an hour or 49 minutes. I'm not sure, but it really takes a while for this movie to really get going. Um, and it's, it's tough. I mean, you're like, you, I wanted to laugh at some points, but I mean, I really couldn't with this movie. I mean, you're not rooting for anybody really, but David, who plays his, who plays the character of Harold. I mean, you're really rooting for Harold to just figure out the situation. But, um, I mean, he just keeps getting crapped on. And it's just, I mean, it's just, I don't know. I really couldn't, I really couldn't dive into this movie too much. The characters are all basically idiots um, and just horrible people, except for his character and Amanda Seyfried's character. Honestly, um, Amanda Seyfried's side story could be completely cut out of the movie. Anybody could have played Amanda Seyfried's character. Um, anybody, honestly. Um, they try, they try to make a twist with Joel Edgerton's character. It, I saw it coming from a mile away. Um, there is like a, there's like another, there's like another side story with Joel Edgerton and Charlie Stern, which I really didn't care for. It was a lot of things that I didn't care for in this movie, which makes this movie bad like if i'm if i'm watching uh, almost two hour movie i should i should care about what's going on um and yeah man i mean this movie was just a disappointment all, overall it really wasn't funny i think i think hearing david curse was the weirdest thing about this movie because <laughs> i've never heard this man curse in my life <laughs> um and he had a, a you know and he's and his character's from uh, nigeria <laughs> um and i've never heard anybody from their curse so um, he was cursing. I've never heard him curse in a film, which I was like, "Oh, boy, this is this is weird. This is this is new." Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it was it wasn't it really wasn't that great of a film. I mean, I can say that the editing wise, it was fine. Um, but overall, I mean, it was just an okay movie. It was a miss. Um, so I would give this movie a five point four. Because the script did not help this movie at all. All right. <laughs> yeah, th that sounds not that exciting. So I don't know. Do you, so you're saying I shouldn't go out of my way to check this one out? 
<laughs> no, I mean you really shouldn't. Okay. Um, it's uh, like like uh, like you know, it it's it's one of those movies that we complained about last year where they like you know they sell you on something in the trailer and you get something different. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna spoil this movie, but I mean it takes it takes a while for that premise to even go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not like the first. It's not the first thing that happens. It's not one of the first things that happens in the movie, and okay. it takes a while for it to. It would takes a while for it to pick up. All right. If you okay. want, I'll spoil it for you later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Um, all right. Well, that was your review of Gringo. I did not check it out and probably will not be checking it out. But one movie I did check out was A Wrinkle in Time. And to help us talk about A Wrinkle in Time is joining us Brianna. Brianna, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Oh, um. I am doing pretty good. Uh, there are some things that hopefully people never know happen when we record sometimes. And <laughs> yeah. Um, That's okay. The memory is there forever. <laughs> yep. It's just, there, there's been so many times where like we've tried to start the podcast and I've got like gone through like three or four takes trying to get it started. I'm just like, why is it taking so long this time? Um, and th- today was definitely just it, we had one of those situations. So, you know. Is what it is. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about A Wrinkle in Time. And Brianna, I, I read the beginning of your review. And once I saw like the <laughs> overall tone of it, I was like, I don't even want to. Like, I'm just going to wait until the podcast to get her full thoughts on this. So, Brianna, <laughs> why don't you give us your overall thoughts on A Wrinkle in Time? <clears throat> um, they're not good. <laughs> um. To say the least, um, I was actually surprised. I I saw, you know, before I saw the movie, I saw that people were tearing this movie apart, and I was, you know, disappointed. But I figured, you know, hey, you know, it's Disney, and I'm a big fan, so you know, let's see what let's see what happens, basically. And they they dropped the ball, uh, uh, which is a shame because. A Wrinkle in Time is like one of the most, one of the most, one of the most beloved books of all time, and uh, it just it, it it reminded me of this like we have we are so blessed in the modern day with all this technology and this this like the film industry is now well over a hundred years old. We've got so much experience and new acumen at our fingertips. And this is the sum. This is the this is the product that we get from all of that. Like, I'm just, I'm kind of dumbfounded. <laughs> okay. Like, yeah. The overall, my overall impression of the movie. Long story short, mm-hmm. it's not good. All right, fair <laughs> this enough. Is distinctly a bad movie. Fair enough. Um... Okay, see, I have a little bit of a different take on it. I don't think it's a good movie by any stretch of the imagination. But I also, like, there's... Sometimes I feel like when we talk about bad movies, we're, like, talking about, like, aggressively bad. This movie is not aggressively bad, in my opinion. I think this Uh, is a very... I agree to disagree with you there, Carlos. Okay, then I guess we're going to disagree. Frustratingly. I think this is very passively bad. It's frustratingly not good. There we go. I can agree with that. I think that is a very fair statement. Um, I, now some people might say, well, there's literally no difference in what you're talking about. I'm like, well, I mean, I guess that's probably right as well, but, (laughs) um, I, I just, I think this movie is really just kind of 
meh. Like, it's just, I, I feel like there's a lot of missed opportunity here. I definitely agree with that. Um, I honestly, I've never read the book. I don't intend to read the book. And I knew I was probably going to hear from book people for, like, days after this movie came out about why the movie screwed it up compared to the book. And I'm just like, I don't care. That's just my general thought about books in general, to be honest. But uh, this, so I didn't have any expectation. All that to say, I didn't have any expectation going in. And then this movie kind of just was like, eh, okay. I mean, I didn't have any expectations, and then it was just a whatever movie. Um, I think this is kind of comparable to Tomorrowland, if you remember that from, like, what was that, three years ago now? Um, it's a very forgettable move, Disney movie that was just kind of there. It had some interesting and some cool ideas that they just kind of whiffed on. Um, but that's how I overall feel about this movie. Uh, Ozzy, obviously you are more on Brianna's side of things, so <laughs> why don't you take it away? This movie was complete garbage. It was Jeez. complete garbage, dude. <laughs> what the hell, dude? Like, I was just... Like, Brianna had messaged me. Like, she was like, hey, I just, I just want to let you know this movie's garbage. So I was like, ah, come on. Like, it can't be that bad. Like, because me and Brianna, we have different... <laughs> we have different views on a lot of movies. And I go into this, and I'm just like, oh, man. I gotta say, like, this is... She's right. It's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I was um, disappointed. Well, like, the trailers... The trailers didn't really convince me otherwise. Like, I was already... I already wasn't looking forward to this movie. Yeah, I didn't care about the trailers like, either. Yeah. yeah, I was just like, okay, this is this is the Disney movie. It has an interesting premise, but it's led by children. So, like, I don't... I'm already worried mm-hmm. for this film. Um, so, I didn't... I really wasn't expecting it to be amazing. I was walking... My expectations for, for this movie was that it would be okay. Um it didn't meet those expectations of being an okay movie. I don't know how you missed that, but um, it was bad. It was really bad. And I have to say, this movie has the worst principal I have ever seen on yeah. any screen. Has the worst. Oh principal. yeah, he was terrible. I agree with that. <laughs> this man is like insulting her. He's just like, it's been not four in years. His, not it's in been the four performance years aspects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The character. The yeah. character was written horribly. Like if. <laughs> If, if my kid was talked to like this, I would sue him. Like, this wouldn't, this would never happen. Um, He's only most, your father. Get over it. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, yeah, like, you can't, like, you know, how, how long is it going to take you to get over your father's disappearance? Excuse, I, I'm sorry. Did your, Is your dad missing? <laughs> I don't think you? so. So get the, get the hell out of my face. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> um, completely unacceptable. Um, so I'm just going to start off with the performances. I don't really uh, don't got any positive about this movie except that it visually looks decent okay um that's about it i want to say you don't you don't think the little girl was at least good to okay no really no. at certain times at certain uh, times i feel like especially when she was when she was um reading off like chris pine when she was you know experiencing intimate yeah. moments with her father when she was when a lot was asked of her i feel like she she rose to the occasion but just in in the middle of things when she was just talking she didn't she seemed a little absent which i mean is mm-hmm. fair but uh, you know uh, overall the, the best I, part I, of this movie was chris prime yes <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I will take away the po- or I'll take over the positive aspects of this movie <laughs> since apparently I'm the only one who can conjure up any. Um, I actually think, and well, I guess f- first of all, I do disagree. I do think the girl was actually pretty good. I don't think there was 
I honestly like wasn't there was never a real moment when I was like it was like child actor like I didn't really have too many of those moments um with this cast really? in general I didn't um really so Derek McGame the kid who was the little six year old oh, he was oh my okay gosh. he was awful but that <laughs> yes, I think that was more you. I do think that was more of a character thing um you could also put on his performance as well. I, but I also, I, I do think it's more of just, that's the way they decide to go with this character. And it's like, why? Um, Cause he was super annoying. Um, but yeah, other than that, which that's a good point, but other than that, I, I don't really have any issues with um, the other two kids that were in the leads. Um, the side characters, there are, I, I it's weird because this movie is so weird. This movie is so strange, and they just had a lot of strange material to work with. Um, but I, I do, I did enjoy um, some of the side characters. But my biggest overall positive is this mythology is actually somewhat interesting. I wish they would have gone deeper into it, but it, I just feel like we scratch, we just barely scratched the surface on like the this world that we kind of were in with this movie. I, I feel like we barely were able to get into it. And it's almost, and I, this is something I'm probably going to say a couple of times, but this movie, what this, this material, the source material would have been much better off as a series. I really believe that. I think that the, there's so much here. Um, I think there's a lot of potential here with this world and to explore it and all these characters that uh, it's just like well, you can't really do this in however long this movie was because I just felt like we were moving at a mile a minute, just not really diving into anything, and that's why it felt so mediocre to me. Uh, we had all these cool aspects, which is what gives it the potential, which is why I say I don't think it's aggressively bad, but we're just we're just kind of like, oh yeah, look at that thing, and it's like. Okay. Um, can we go look at like actually look at that thing? No. Like we're we got to move on. And it's like oh, no no no. Please like can we slow down here? I really wish this would have uh, this would have been a series instead of a film. Um, I do agree with you, Ozzy. Visually, it is um, a very beautiful movie um, in that respect. And as aggressive as the themes may have been <laughs> in this movie, they were they were really laying it on thick with what they were trying to say in this movie. But I did appreciate it, um, especially some of the more personal aspects with the daughter and her father. I thought that was really well done. Like you said, I think a lot of that has to do with the performance between the two of them. That was really, um, the, really the best acted moments in the movie. But I also just think that overall theme, um, it, it did resonate somewhat. I'm not going to say it hit all the way, again, probably because they were landed on so thick. But I did think that some of the themes they were trying to go for did hit a little bit. Um, maybe it was just me. I don't know. Um, but that's how I felt um, about this movie. So in, in terms of positives, we can get into negatives, which I'm sure you guys will be able to take away <laughs> a little more than I can. Um, I don't know. Do you guys have anything else in terms of positives or do nope. you want to move on? to I, negatives? Really I just think that there's no like your main positive Mm -hmm. Number one was not even to the movie's credit, was to the credit of Madeline Langle. Fair enough. And, and so I just think that, like, what good can be said about this movie that is to the movie's credit? Visually, it was kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sometimes the effects were a little strange. The costume design was beautiful, but, like... And, I mean, that is to the movie's credit, I think. Mm -hmm. But I thought that, like... 
what's the point in making your movie beautiful if you're just it's like you know it's like spraying perfume on you know a turd like there's no point in making a movie look beautiful if there's nothing else to it I so guess, anyway, I, I, I guess I, I my point is that it's not a turd. It's more just something extremely neutral and bland. Like this movie is so like there, it's very surface level. And again, I don't think there's too much aggressively bad about this movie. I, I guess that's where we divulge. But uh, what I guess let's move into negatives and just take it away. Where do you think it is aggressively bad? <laughs> the script. Okay. It is the main is the main problem I had with it. I didn't see. I obviously the. There were, you know, some themes that they were trying to get at, but I think that the reason that they were laying it on so thick is because they weren't sure what themes they wanted to develop because you can sense, you can see, like, the importance of family. You can see the importance of family being together even when they're far apart because they keep talking about that Mm -hmm. several times, you know, not, not gone, just unfolded or whatever, and that kind of pans out but i mean you also have the idea of like not judging other people or like being compassionate toward other people because you don't know what they're experiencing Mm -hmm. and how like everyone has their own problems and you also have the idea of embracing your own faults Mm -hmm. and there were just so many themes there were just so many things they were trying to say that none of them were particularly developed in any kind of meaningful way mm-hmm. um which is unfortunate because they really had the opportunity to say something powerful here you know yeah. and so i think that's one of the big reasons that the script kind of fell flat i think that again like much like you said there's so much there that it's very disappointing that we don't get to hear much about any of it yeah. things just kind of happen mm-hmm. with no direction it's just kind of i said in my review it's just kind of like a series of non sequiturs that are connected by by like random transitions that don't really you know there's nothing but there's no kind of flow or logic to what happens and i don't know maybe that's what the book is like but i feel like in the book they would have had to have explained Uh like some of what happens here and there was none of that in the movie like you said, there just wasn't enough time to develop to develop anything, yeah. and that it seems at that point it seems because of that to be just a bunch of random things that happen, which is not, which isn't you know who who wants to be strung along on that kind of a an adventure where things just happen with no real connection. Yeah, it's know? like again, just give me a two season show on FX, and I'm I think this we're flying with this show. You know, it's just I don't know. <laughs> Um, Ozzy, what about you? <laughs> I'll be more um, harsh with this movie. The script was complete garbage. Um, it was just really bad. Um, and the performances really didn't help at all. Like, Oprah was doing Oprah things. It was. I don't think she was, was bad. Uh, but I think I she was. Just, okay. She was just literally I'll playing herself as if, like, she was a god, though. I feel like she was, like... <laughs> She was preparing you know for so twenty. She was, so she, she was, was playing herself. Preparing for twenty twenty. Exactly. She was just like, you know what? I'm gonna play myself, but in a god version. But, so, so she was just playing herself. God. Exactly. She I was mean, preparing for twenty twenty. Exactly. She was oh, like, man. you know what? I'm gonna right. be president twenty twenty. Let me let, let me be this overhauling shadow. Um, I feel like what she told the director. Uh, she was like, Ava, 
I'm going to be president in 2020, so make sure I'm the big figure. Um, yeah, I, I really could care less about a lot of these characters. Uh, uh, Levy Miller, who played Calvin, mm-hmm. I didn't understand why he was in the movie. And yes, he was it, useless. He literally was useless. Like, I, Literally anything that happened to him, I was like, Did, do we really need this? <laughs> like, And he came out of nowhere. He, he really does, did. Right. And he was like... He reminded me of the younger Christian Gray. <laughs> he was always just That's a little at her. aggressive. Okay. He was just like staring at her and he was I'm like, still really confused. You haven't seen any of them. Like, Carlos, you have to admit, this dude was just staring at everything that she was doing. I mean, and he was just like, I guess. You're amazing. And I'm just like, stop. <laughs> I do, wi- I do wish. Creepy. I do wish. I do wish the that they would have like developed that a little bit more. It just feels like he sees her do like one thing, and it's like, oh, I'm all in on this girl, and it's like, oh, you just met her. I mean, but I get, or you just, but it, they probably have met before. But it's like that's the first interaction, the only interaction we see before he's all like all into her, and it's great. It's weird. Yeah, and then he's like all dramatic with it all the time. Yeah. He's like, oh, like. You're so, you're so great. You're All right. So I have great. one very specific ah. negative that I want to bring up, and I'm just curious to see if you bring it up first. But continue. Right, okay. <laughs> yeah, oh. continue. I want to see if you bring it up first. Oh, and, like, the reason why I said the, the visuals were okay is because I could tell it was a green screen. And I think, Brianna, you were like, duh, they use a green screen. I'm like, yeah, but I shouldn't be able to tell that it's a green screen. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's times where like, I thought I'm the movie was world. visually impressive, but I yeah. thought there was. Oh some no, I, that were, I, I were feel visually, that. I, I mean, I felt like there were some aspects to it that were visually cool. Like there was in the trailer where there's that tornado scene happening. I was like, it's a really cool sequence. But I mean, when they go off and they're, I think it's the first place that they time warp to, or whatever the heck it was called. Um, Tesser. Tesser. Sorry, weird terminology. <laughs> um, it was just like I was like, oh, that's. That's, I can tell it's a green screen. Um, and there are times where, like, you know, you get submerged in a world and you don't think about it. But um, if I could tell, if I could see that it's a green screen, I, I'm on a dock. I'm on a docky point, and I can tell it was yeah. a green screen. Um, but yeah, Carlos, what were we gonna say? Like, uh, I'm interested. The bully girl. What the fresh? That girl was so like one note and so weird and boring. And I just, she's like in the scene in the movie for like two scenes. But she really bothered me when she was in it because I just didn't think that that character, like, had any substance to her. But then also... Yeah, are kids really that mean? No, that's what I'm saying. No. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, it was so random. And then the end, like, the her, she has, like, some sort of weird transition, but it's never explained really why. I mean, I guess maybe it's kind of explained. But again, that goes back to this story just being, like... They just kind of things just happen. You're right, Brandon. Things just kind of happen in this movie, and that's it's like okay, um, cool. Yeah, I really didn't care so. for Ronan Blanchard's Veronica Kylie. I yeah, thought yeah. she was a really yeah. bland character, and I thought she was another random bully that Disney wanted to just shoehorn shoehorn in there. Um, and she had a little posse. I thought that <laughs> so her comments were really mean and derogatory. Well, and yeah, I, like, I mean that was the point. But I was like, I don't think anybody would say that. So Disney stop inventing oh, bullies that say really, really mean things. All right. Well, um, yeah. It was just this is bad. Um, uh, before we rate this movie, I I just want to go through. I I want to make a point about how hit or miss Disney has been when it comes to their live action movies because they are really really hit or miss with these movies. Got a Wrinkle in Time, uh, Pirates with the which is the la- the last one. Um, what Dead Men Tell No Tales. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, not that great. Beauty and the Beast, not that great. 
Queen of Cotway, that one stands out for the positive. Uh, Pete's Dragon, that was okay. Um, Alice Through the Looking Glass, no thank you. Um, the Finest Hours, I don't think anybody saw that. Um, <laughs> Tomorrowland, uh, which, as I've said, is very bland. Cinderella, which stands out for the positive. Um, McFarland USA, uh, it's very another bland one. Into the Woods, very bland. This They, they just make a bunch of, like okay movies <laughs> that's what they, they make okay movies occasionally really bad ones and then occasionally good ones but most of the time they're just bland and then down the middle so disney live action is as as of late not necessarily um firing on all cylinders that's the point i'm trying to make here yeah i mean i agree with you the bfg uh, that's is, another this... one it, it was okay <laughs> I wouldn't say it was okay. You and I actually really enjoyed that movie. For the most part, we just part. thought it was, we just thought it was bad how they marketed it because That's it true. really didn't get that much. <laughs> I think it was, I think it was Spielberg's less. I think that movie didn't really make that much money just because they really didn't, yeah. they really didn't market that movie so well. Yeah, which was, which is unfortunate. But I mean, and, but I mean, you're also putting it up against the monster that was a monster calls that year. Yeah, I know. It um, was like the same thing, but better. <laughs> so oh, yeah, way better. <laughs> God, I love Monster Calls. But yeah, I mean, it was, um, BFG was good. I just, I feel like they didn't market it well enough for it to, yeah. for it to get the recognition, the, to get the good recognition. I thought it was a good film. Yeah. I don't think it was amazing. Yeah. But, um, anyways, back to regular time. A regular yeah. time is literally a waste of time. <laughs> don't see it. Um, you've been waiting is, for that one, haven't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Woo, I just made it up. Actually. I actually just made it up. Okay. I was like, damn, I was. Woo. I like it. Oh um, this phrase has the word time in it, <laughs> and the title has the word time in it. Are, are you making Which... Ozzy's inner monologue right now? I'm... Oh, my gosh. I just got um, reminded about how sad i was after into the woods i was really disappointed by that movie anyway you know what's worse i couldn't use my movie pass to, to see this movie so i had to spend money on actually like the xd version oh wow and i was, I was like i just spent 13 bucks on a movie that really wasn't that good so like you have to admit i was rooting for this movie, yeah. and it was just i can't get it back right. and Which movie? Like, didn't really help um wrinkle on time so dang yeah it didn't help it didn't help that the movie theater I was at shut down, got shut down twice. Like the power went out. <laughs> twice. I think it's time to explore a new movie theater option. Uh, it was Cinemark. It was Cinemark. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know, man. Cinemark dropped the ball. So, I was just... so we are not being sponsored by Cinemark. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> Don't okay. imagine we will be anytime soon. No, yeah. Uh, <laughs> With it's a okay. glowing <laughs> we review taken, like that. We've taken random shots at companies. Like, uh, we, we made it, like, when, well, it was a couple of weeks ago, we went on a rant against YouTube just because they're awful. And I'm going to continue to go against a rant against them every chance I I'm get. Just gonna go on a, I'm just going to go on a rant for, like, all movie theater customer service. Like, get faster. <laughs> like, what the hell? Hey. Like these people will take like twenty, like five minutes just to get candy, and I'm just like, what? Are you, what are you doing? It's like I'm gonna get a movie. <laughs> it's terrible, and it's just like for some reason when you go to the movie theater, you know what I'll give Cinemark. Like I remember I went to the Cinemark that same theater, and there was just two people online, and this other lady, she was like, "Hey, I'll come help you," and I was like, "All right, cool, it's nice." When it comes to when I go to another theater, 
there'll be like a line of 30 people and there's only like one person helping out. Yeah. I know what doesn't help is that the people don't know where they want to sit. So it takes longer. Uh-huh. It's ridiculous. I thought we were critiquing a wrinkle in time. I know, right? <laughs> hey, I right. Know. Uh, do you guys have any uh, lingering thoughts on a wrinkle in time before we rate it? Mm, just Disney, <laughs> stop. Just stop. Just stop. Like, what does that put mean? Your, put, put, <laughs> put your resources into, um, into your more, like your more, what's the word? Not profitable, because obviously this movie Prominent. is going to make money. But your 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 more productive avenues, like your theme parks, are wonderful. Your animated movies are wonderful. Just focus on that, okay? Your live action movies, give it give it give it a couple more decades, okay? You obviously have some catching up to do. Yeah, it's just I don't know. There's so the many companies too. The company's too kid friendly. I want to say like there's not nothing there. Like if you mean like I feel like they want to put deep things in their films, but they really they're too scared to go beyond. They're too scared to really go deep into that. It's just so, isn't it crazy that Ava DuVernay passed on Black Panther for this? Oh, That's, isn't that strange? I mean, yeah. I I mean I can't say that I'm disappointed the way that this turned out versus the way that Black Panther turned out. I mean, look, I love Ava DuVernay. I think she's an extremely talented director, but. I I don't know. Like maybe she can't work in the big Disney kind of sp- space, and I don't know. I'm just saying. I mean, either way, yeah. it would be a huge Disney space, but she chose the wrong one. So well, yeah, I know. I'm, that's that's what I'm saying. So maybe it's maybe Brenna's right, and it's better that she didn't uh, do Black Panther because I mean, obviously, we got a great product in Black Panther, but. All right, well, let's rate this movie. Um, <laughs> we've kind of <laughs> divulged from the original uh, review, but let's let's just rate this movie, and then we will move on. Um, I know I'm going to be higher than you guys probably, so I guess I will <laughs> give my... Uh, you think? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be higher than you guys, so I, I'll start off, I'll start positive, and then you guys will like end with your like really depressing scores probably. Um, I'm giving this a 5 out of 10. I think it's a very just kind of middle-of-the-road, forgettable movie. Um, wow. But I do not think that it is aggressively like bad, and I really wish they would have made this a series instead, but... You don't think that the wasted potential has anything to do your the wasted potential doesn't have anything to do with your rating? Doesn't Maybe. affect Maybe. your I don't know. I, I do like this world and you can say, Oh, that's from the book. Well it's like I didn't read the book, so I can't really say that. So I, I'm just basically off that. But yeah, whatever. Uh what are you guys rating it? Brianna, you go first. Ladies <laughs> first. Um I gave it a two point five. Wow. <laughs> uh, in my written review, I just didn't see it getting any. But like, what? What can I say about this movie that I liked? Um, Chris Pine is gorgeous, and wow, his performance the... was amazing, Brianna. Uh, wow, yeah. way, way to objectify him, Brianna. Jeez, <laughs> way to objectify Chris Pine. Um, he's so hot. Well, he's barely in the movie. He's ba- so good. <laughs> he's barely in the movie. He and and. Um, Mbatha Raw. They're both the wonderful. Without a beard, that's the question. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Pine and Mbatha Raw were wonderful. They were barely in the movie. Yeah. Though. So, like, what do you want I me fair. to say? Fair. Pretty much everyone in the movie either gave a lackluster <laughs> performance or, in the case of Charles Wallace, a terrible performance. It, it, 
you know, that I plainly said I hated the script. Like they didn't, they didn't develop what they should have been developing. The effects were kind of flimsy. I can't really say that I liked any part of this movie other than Chris Pine. Uh-huh. Why do you say it like that? You're like, other than Chris Pine. Um, well, I mean, if I'm being honest, but that didn't affect my rating. I'm just saying, like. Uh, clearly, it didn't affect your rating. <laughs> yeah, because. All right. Anyway, Ozzy, what do you think? I'm settling. I question it. Five. A two. A two. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Look, man, the script was complete garbage, whether or not Chris Pine was in it. Okay, that's the only reason why I got a two was because of his performance. Not because of how he looked. Um, I okay, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Um, it's okay. Ozzy roasts me whenever I make any comment about a woman's attractiveness in a movie. So whatever. Ozzy, fight me. Fight. <laughs> yeah, because Carlos, because Carlos, you'd be like, um, you'd be like, <clears throat> Jennifer Walker. I mean, <laughs> am I wrong? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Okay. I just, all right. I guess my point with this movie is like, I just can't see myself or see this movie end up ending up being on my, my worst of the year list. Like, this isn't the kind of movie that ends up on that list, but whatever. I mean, yeah. I don't know. The year is long yet. The year is young. <laughs> That's true. It's just I, for like the way Ozzy and I end up like hashing out our worst of the year list, like 2.0 definitely puts you in that range. So I don't know. But, is what it is. We will move on. Brianna, I know you wish we were talking about another movie today, and I apologize. We will have you on for when we talk about that said other movie. But okay. <laughs> it should be uh, this week because I will get an opportunity to see it uh, this week. But thank you for joining us for this uh, review of A Wrinkle in Time. Uh, yeah, do you have anything you want to plug before we send you off? Uh, <laughs> is it too early for me to recommend that other movie? <laughs> I mean, I guess. Just recommend it anyway. We'll review it in full. Yeah. See it. <laughs> Thoroughbreds. All right. That's all I got to say. <laughs> sounds good. All right. All right. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you later. All right. Sounds good. Bye. Signing off. <clears throat> so we are going to be moving on to a discussion about... <sighs> the Best Animated Feature Oscar at this year's Academy Awards or this past Academy Awards. All right, so the question we are going to be discussing is, did Coco deserve Best Animated Feature? But before we even get into that, um, we, Ozzy did finally finish and watch The Breadwinner. So I do want to get your quick thoughts on The Breadwinner overall don't even like let's not even think about coco for a second just your quick overall thoughts on the breadwinner um breadwinner was a really interesting film it was one of the it was a more unique animated feature just like coco and um i do believe that it should have gotten more recognition um i would have called this a close second for like a very close second for a nom uh, when it comes to best animated feature um i mean this definitely is going to be nominated i wish it would have i wish it would have gotten more um, I wish this would have gotten a bigger release just because, I mean, the, the things that they discuss in this film are, you know, I feel like things, I think that we as a people should be um, definitely aware of when it comes to knowing things around the world. But I mean, um, again, I mean, I thought it was a really amazing film. It was, it's a short film. It's only an hour, hour and a half, yep. honestly. Um, so definitely check it out. It's on Netflix. It's a highly recommended film. 
So definitely, definitely watch it. All right. Well, I guess let's get into the discussion. Based on what you just said, I think it's clear that you still think that Coco was the rightful best animated feature of 2017. Um, yes. I... I still think that it, it's the breadwinner. I I've seen this movie three times now. <laughs> I've watched it. I feel like it's one of those movies that every time like somebody comes over to my apartment, I'm like, hey, let's watch a movie. <laughs> I show them this movie because it's really really good. Um, I just think I again I don't want to take anything away from Coco. I think Coco is a great movie in its own right. I think you and I have fundamental disagreements about the level of quality of Coco. I think Coco is a great Pixar movie. I think it is a very, very good quick Pixar movie. Um, but I don't think it's like top echelon, one of their best, like up there with Inside Out. I think you even said it was better than Inside Out. And to I me, was better than Inside Out. To me, that is crazy talk. Inside Out is a, a masterpiece of cinema. <laughs> um, and I don't think it's up there on that level. I think it is in, a, in the solid second tier of Pixar movies. Um, and that's not a bad thing because Pixar makes excellent movies throughout. And that second tier would be any other animated studio's first tier. Um, but it's just because Pixar, that we're, it's on a different level. Um, that being said, I do think The Breadwinner is a much more transformative movie. I think this movie kind of transcends... The it transcends being an animated movie. It's like it's it's almost like it shouldn't even like we talk about it like, oh, best animated feature. This is one where I'm like, hey, best picture. Let's go, because this movie is so good. It is so it deals with so many very, very difficult to discuss topics like you. Like there's a lot of rough, rough content in this movie that they are able to address and attract address beautifully and address tactfully and it's not in a way that feels like all right we're gonna like hand this to you and just kind of like hear this like what we're gonna talk about this but please don't be offended like this movie just goes for it and i really really love it for that it's extremely emotional it's extremely tense by the third act of this movie if you are not what if you're not kind of like on the edge of your seat like oh my gosh what's gonna happen like I don't know what you're doing because like you probably weren't paying attention because this movie is riveting towards the end of it. And the only reason it is riveting is because you care so much about these characters. And again, I'm not saying you don't care about the characters in Coco. I'm not saying that Coco isn't a great movie. It is. It has it has some amazing themes that it touches on as well in its own right. But this movie has a bit of a higher bar that it has to reach, and it reaches it. And that's why I think that Breadwinner should have been best animated feature um but ozzy you clearly disagree so take it away i just disagree man i mean um one of the reasons um i mean this i mean breadwinner was directed by Nora tuami which is again just another um woman director who i'm glad was at least um i'm glad who was at least recognized to get a nomination you know um that was amazing mm -hmm. that she was able to direct something like the breadwinner and um I hope to see more of her work as a director. I really want to see more of her work. I think it, I think she did an amazing job with this with that film. Um, so I'm not gonna I'm not here to talk trash about the breadwinner again. Um, these are both really unique yeah. films, both unique films that take place in both and and in unique places in the world where Hollywood really hasn't done anything with those places. 
And um, I thought it was interesting that you know these both both of these took pla- took place in different different parts of the world. Now, for me personally, Coco deserves it. Um, I liked the story, and this is I mean, Carlos, you like the story more and the breadwinner clearly. I like the story more and Coco better. I'm I'm a very um, family oriented person, and you know, for me, one of the things that really gives I mean. It's interesting because Coco is about this kid who's trying to figure out who he is. Um, he doesn't really connect with his current family. He's trying to figure out like, who his ancestors are um, and stuff like that. And, and I think it's really awesome that that they really explore the the idea of the day of the, the day of the dead, and they really dive into that. Um, he meets his ancestors. He figures out who 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 he is through his ancestors. Um, and I thought, you know, I really liked the, the point of that movie, and I really liked how they captured um, just the culture down there really well. Um, I, For me, this was a very personal story when it comes to it. Um, a very, very personal story about finding yourself, um, finding who you are, and, and yet discovering an entirely new relationship with your family. Um, that is why I think Coco wins it. Um, especially just the animation in Coco, especially when he's going into the land of the dead. It's absolutely gorgeous. The animation um, in that film is absolutely stunning. Um, That's one area where I agree with you that I think Coco probably definitely trumps breadwinner is just animation um, and technique in that animation. So, yeah, I mean, it's, um, there, the animation in, in Coco is, is so beautiful. Um, if I'm going to say, I mean, we can get into, we can get into debate about, into a debate about Inside Out and, and Coco another day. But I mean, I think the animation in Coco is, is definitely one of the best animated, if not the best animated feature that Pixar and Disney have done together. I mean, it was just absolutely gorgeous. Um, the animation there, um, again, I personally like the story more. Um, Breadwinner, Breadwinner is about this girl. I mean, it's kind of the same concept as Mulan, if you think about it. You know, you have this woman, it was sort of girl who takes, who has to take the responsibilities of the household. So she cuts her hair and she looks like a boy. Um, so yes, it's kind of the same concept uh, as Mulan, if you want to think about it. Not to, not to, not at to take its, away at its Red base, Runner. maybe, but it yeah, goes yeah, in at a completely its base, different its, yeah, direction. Yeah, 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 it's a different, completely direction. Um, not, I'm not trying to take away from the breadwinner, um, but it because it's it's a unique story and it does take place in Afghan. It takes place, I believe, in Afghanistan. Afghanistan. Um, Taliban controlled and, Afghanistan. Yes, and it's just a very tense situation it's a really unique situation there that we see and, and we see this girl really uh, she really i mean again i mean it, it's a really amazing story and you see her kind of accustomed she becomes accustomed to being a boy she likes being a boy to a degree because she gets she gets certain privileges that a girl doesn't have um so it's a really interesting story i don't want to go too too deep into it because it is on netflix it is it is um it is there, so you can watch it there. Again, it's an hour and a half. Um, but for me, if I'm giving it an overall rating, um, I gotta give the I gotta give the edge to Coco. A Coco is, is you know is just visually beautiful, mm-hmm. visually stunning. Um, it's um, again, it's for me, it's a very a, a very personal film. Not to say that the breadwinner isn't, because I mean, again, that's personal in its own right. Um, but to me, it's more personal in a sense of finding yourself, um, and also realizing, you know, really also adding another layer to your relationship with your family. 
Um, so it's, yeah, it's funny. I think these story. I think these movies have very. I think when you talk about a story, a lot of it, what you're talking about is the theme as well, um, the themes of the movie as well. And I think these movies have very similar themes in terms of like what the, the message they're trying to get across. Because a lot of it has to do with family uh, and your responsibility in that family and your role in your family and all of that. And I think a lot of that comes into play in The Breadwinner as well. Um, I, I guess... Ultimately, I do think that the story is probably a bit of a wash. I, I, I do think it's a... Uh, the, the stories are... Like I said, I do think the stories are very um, similar in certain aspects. Um, I think we disagree in one area where I, I said from the very beginning with this movie that... Or from, from the very uh, first time we reviewed Coco for the first time we talked about it. I saw a lot of those twists and turns coming from a mile away. Um, so a lot of that didn't necessarily work for me. That's one area that I didn't critique the movie. Um, I think they telegraphed a lot of where they're going with it, with that movie. Um, whereas with the breadwinner, uh, an area I would definitely give it an edge in, in is I'm on the edge of my seat in the breadwinner by the third act. I'm not really on my, on the edge of my seat with Coco. I'm invested in the story. Don't get me wrong. I'm super invested because the main character is compelling and the overall story is interesting and fun. So I'm having a good time. I'm invested in the story. But, man, I, I think for me personally, the breadwinner took it to a different level. And I think a lot of this is going to be personal preference, especially with these two movies in particular. It's almost like which story do you connect to more? That's which one you're going to give preference but to. You can't, but you can't really give the edge to the breadwinner for being on the edge of your seat because, I mean, those are two completely different I agree. I agree. genres. I mean, you're talking about a thriller um, in a, animation compared to a comedy musical animation. I agree. I agree. Um, it's, you know what I'm saying? It's so like, that's where I can't really, you know what I'm saying? Like, Fair yeah, enough. Red Runner kept me, kept me on the edge of my seat, but they're completely different tone, tone wise. Well, completely definitely. different, yeah. completely different. Um, so yeah, I mean, you're going to be in the edge of your seat. I mean, that's like comparing for me, that's like comparing the hangover to, um, to, to Fast and Furious. I mean, right, that's a little bit extreme, but I guess. I mean, no, saying. I mean, but I mean, they're, <laughs> they're, what I'm saying is they're completely, they're different genres per se. Um, so, I mean, it's just for me, look, I mean, they're, like you said, they're very in the, when it comes to kind of the story. Yeah. Um, they're, they're similar. I didn't personally, I didn't see the twists and turns because I was like already invested in these characters. I was so in love with the culture that they're, that Disney had really invested time in studying, um, studying the culture, studying how, how Latinos act, um, with each other. Mm -hmm. Um, I was so invested in that. And I was also invested in the story. I didn't see some of the twists coming from a mile away. Like you did. Um, I was in it. I thought this was a, I thought this was one of Pixar's darkest films. If we're going to be honest, just because of what happens in the film, um, so, no, I didn't necessarily see things coming from a mile away like you did. Um, again, I was just so invested. I was just so lost in this world. I was so lost in caring for these characters that I didn't see some of these twists coming. Um, so, no, I mean, I can't. I mean, so I understand why you probably lost your kind of lost your interest in Coco just because you lost because you could see it from happening. I couldn't personally. But, I mean, um, yeah. I, again, I can't. I'm still gonna give it to Coco. I okay. can't. I can't. I can't give it to Red Winner because yeah. it kept me on the edge of my seat. It, they're two different films. I get what you're saying. That. I get what you're saying. It's. I don't know. I guess my my point is that 
I, I agree. Like you, you start talking about like some of the things that happened in, in Coco. You're right. It, there is a, la- a layer of complexity to that and layer of kind of seriousness and darkness to it. Um, but I just don't think they take it as far as they could. I, I really, I think that there, there's like a step. Uh, I think Breadwinner takes it a step further, and I appreciated that more personally. Um, well, I mean, well, you compare it. I mean, for instance, like if we're going to be talking about like animation films that take it too far, I mean, I think the Sausage Party is one that you can say that well, takes it too far. Yeah. But I mean, like it's because it's because it's backed by a company that doesn't that that doesn't have any bounds. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't have any bounds when it comes to what content it can release as to where Pixar and, and Disney have this kind of saying like, you know, hey, we're going to release these deep stories, yeah. but we can't make it, you know, we can't have it, you know, PG-13. But you can, ex- like you can, okay, but I'm not saying. Our audience explains, okay. our audiences are children, or it's yes. a family-based movie. I, I, I don't think that I Red Runner should be, That's not which I agree with you about. when you said. Which 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 was I think is what you said a while ago. The breadwinner should not be no. On do the not family. show it to your children. Uh, <laughs> it should be on the family thing. No, <laughs> it is not a I'm it's definitely. not a kids movie, and they have it from like they they have it like in the age range of like eleven and twelve, and it's like no no you should not show an eleven year old this movie. Uh, but anyway, um, I'm not that's not I'm not saying that they should have made this movie PG thirteen like they should have been really graphic and or when it comes to like some a certain somebody in. Coco who dies and it's like no I'm not that's not what I'm saying that's not the point I'm trying to make the point I'm trying to make is that with Coco they do explore some of the more questionable sides of the culture as well they definitely highlight the beauty of the culture I agree with you um, the reality of the culture but in that reality there's some seriousness Um, there's the way that a lot of the older generation will treat and talk to their children that's not necessarily the best um, that the movie does touch on, but I wish it would have touched on it a little bit more. I wish it would have been a little more self-critical. Whereas in The Breadwinner, the movie does is not afraid at all to be more self-critical. There, while at the same time having the same balance of the beauty of the culture that Coco has. Because with The Breadwinner, it highlights the absolute... It highlights the beauty of the people in this culture and their will and their strength. Uh, throughout, not only, not just in general, but even in more particular, if you want to narrow it down with the women in this culture, the strength that they have to have, the, the movie highlights that. But it also highlights the fact that there, this is reality. This is something that happens, and this is terrible, and it's not afraid to point out that this is terrible. And I'm not saying that, obviously, obviously, the, the the more serious aspects in Coco are not nearly as severe as the serious aspects in Breadwinner. I'm not trying to compare the two. I'm not saying they're apples to apples. It's two completely different things. But I just wish Coco would have taken it a step further and been a little bit more self-critical instead of leaving it more up to the audience to do it. And again, I, I, I want to reemphasize, I loved Coco. Coco is a great movie. Do not get me wrong. I love that movie. I just think that The Breadwinner is on a completely different level, in my opinion. But again, it's my opinion. I do, I do ultimately think that a lot of this goes back to which story you end up co- um, connecting to the most. If you connect more to Coco, then you're probably going to think Coco should be better or should, should um, uh, have won it and deserved it. 
if you end up connecting to the breadwinner more, then you're probably going to say that. I do think that it's close. I'm not saying that it's not, that it's like, oh, clearly. Like, I'm just saying it, it's a it's a pretty close race. I definitely would have given the edge to the breadwinner, but I completely understand that Coco won it, and I get why Coco won it, apart from the fact that it's Disney, so they're going to do their thing. I do think the breadwinner probably should have won, but again... That's just my opinion. So, um, yeah, that's what I got. Um, should we put up a poll on this? I, I don't know. It's yeah, Coco's going to win because nobody's seen the breadwinner. That's well, the you're rough. showing a lot more people breadwinner. And there are some people that have apparently seen breadwinner than Coco. So, I mean, we can do a poll if you want. I mean, we can try to do a poll. I'm just, I'm very much expecting to lose this one. Um, but, yeah, we can try to do a poll. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, we can do a poll. We haven't done a poll in a while. But, yeah, um, yeah I mean, I think... I mean, Coco for me, I mean, Coco is, uh, you know, again, I mean, for me, you know, like, it's it's a story that, again, I connect to just because, I mean, I'm... Oh, clearly, yeah. One, I'm Latin, and I, <laughs> I, I was raised by Latins, you know what I'm saying? So, like, it, it's crazy where, like, I see, like, a grandma, like, the grandma, she's like, I'm going to hit you with a chancleta. I'm like, mami digna, that's you. <laughs> right there. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. I connect to the characters. It's like, damn, like, this person reminds me of this person, this person. And then, you know, it brings you to, like, this fantasy world, which I'm, I'm, I'm a total future for fantasy. And um, it uses, a, a like, for me, again, I love the mythology in the movie because it uses a holiday that, again, I'm not really that familiar with because I'm not Mexican. But it uses that holiday and it brings in this mythology to it, um, this fantasy world to it. And I was just so intrigued by it. And again, it looked beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, I was proud of Disney for going the, the, like, you know, that it's taking place in a different part of the world and it's, and it's getting kids, um, it's getting kids to know different parts of the world to a degree. Um, and this 2017 was just a very, very diverse year, which I'm proud. I'm proud that I was a part of that. Just seeing, that um, the breadwinner takes place in Afghanistan. And it, again, it, it shows you some of the reality that goes on over there. And it is insane. Um, completely different movie, tonally. If you're more into, you know, these thriller types where you're on the edge of your seat, you're going to choose breadwinner because breadwinner does that. It keeps you on the edge of your seat. You're tense through this movie. You're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Um, and it's it's a really good movie, but when it comes to Coco, I mean, again, it's a different it's a different film tonally. I mean, if you're more into the family oriented movies, and if you know if you're into music, you're gonna choose Coco. You know, I personally think that Coco is better than Inside Out. That's my personal belief. I, I've met a few others who feel the same way. Um, That's crazy. This to is me. <laughs> I, I love Coco. Um, I I don't think I've raved about a Pixar film as much as I mean. No, I mean that's a lie. But I mean I don't think I've raved about any film being. I mean I I'm, I mean again I feel like Inside Out was overhyped for me personally. Um, just because I heard amazing things. I heard I heard like oh my gosh it's the best one ever and I saw it and I was like that was good. Um, but I mean again um, I love Coco. Um, and I do think this was a very close race. Very close race. Now that I saw Breadwinner, I'm like, okay, this was this is pretty close. Um, it could have gone either way, and I wouldn't have been mad either way, yeah. honestly, because I think the Breadwinner is an amazing film. I think Nora uh, Tuomly did an amazing job with the film, and um, definitely, definitely a good film. I mean, these both are great films. These are both recommendations, guys. Oh yeah. Um, so watch these films. I mean, like especially watch the Breadwinner. I feel like the Breadwinner didn't get enough recognition. Um, as much as I loved Coco, I feel like the Breadwinner didn't get enough 
recognition um, in the Oscars just because a lot of people didn't see it. It's on Netflix if you haven't seen it. It's on there. Um, just search it up and you'll you'll find it. But I mean, again, these are both recommendations. I mean, if this Coco, Coco and Bourbon are very family oriented, but they take place in different places in the world, and um, you know, very, 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 very great movies. Both yeah. are. I loved. Um, it's yeah, and the animated category in the Oscars is so. It's one of those strange ones where it's like normally there's only like one to three that people have heard of. Um, and that people have seen, but in that in that respect, it's like one of the more watched categories because there's tons of categories where people literally haven't seen any of them. Um, so it's it's a fascinating category. And this, but this one this year was so strange because it's like one movie that people had seen, then one movie that people had heard was awful, and then a bunch of other ones uh, with Boss Baby. And it's like, why like why was Boss Baby nominated? It distracted so much from the other nominees. Um, when you, because obviously everyone's seen Coco, and then there's three other nominees: Ferdinand, which I I actually never got around to seeing. Um, I didn't really hear anything about it, anything positive or negative. Uh, Loving Vincent, which is a very good movie, but not it was never going to win. And then you got the Breadwinner, which just kind of got lost in the fray. And it's like, ah, oh, that sucks because this movie is so good. Um, yeah, I mean, the box office gross was three hundred three hundred eleven thousand. Yeah. Six hundred sixty-seven. I don't know. Did, I wonder if it got a wide release in the states. Um, but either way, it's on. I'm not sure. It's on Netflix now, so it's there's your wide release. So if you haven't seen it, check it out. Um, and then obviously, if you haven't seen Coco, which I've yeah, heard I a mean, surprising I mean, Coco, amount of people say they haven't seen Coco. If that's the Coco, case, what are you doing? Go Coco grossed five fifty million <laughs> U.S. Okay, so like, I mean, I think I mean Coco clearly got the bigger, the bigger. Uh, <laughs> Which is win, which is why it's going to win the but poll. I mean, yeah, but I mean, like, I mean, the problem with these smaller films, which is I'm going to go ahead and say, which is a problem with the breadwinner, is that people do not market these films enough. No, yeah. Okay, which is, I agree. I mean, this is going back to the Oscars discussion. Yeah. You know, you don't. You know, you're not. There's a lot of movies out there that that are movies that are great. That Oscar that the Oscars are nominating for best picture, um, best actor, but. You know, you got you got company. I mean, you got these movie production studios that don't. Advertise these movies, and you're just like, don't you want to make? I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong, like, it's a beautiful form of art, but don't you also want to make your money back? <laughs> so, you would think, I don't know. I mean, like, I mean, I know I would, I know I will when I get into it, but I mean, it's gonna be one of my things is like, you know, yeah, I want to make sure that people see these movies, like Christopher Nolan did in uh, in Dunkirk, mm-hmm. you know, he made sure that that film was. That film was seen. He did a great job with the marketing team on that, and I think you've said it before on the podcast. And I'll go and I'll go ahead and repeat it. There is there is no director that will pull an audience like Nolan. There's you're not gonna. I mean, there's a ton of people who know who that is, and he's just a director. So Mm -hmm. um, definitely um, check out the Red Runner. It's on Netflix. Yeah, and then put on the. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I guess that wraps it up for this episode of the Screenfellows podcast. Ozzy, you want to sign us out? Uh, yeah, man. Where can people find you on social media? All right. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cheery456. And make sure you follow us all of our social media, all at Screenfellows. It's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the YouTube channel, and, of course, our website. Brianna's doing great stuff over there. So check that out. Uh, we're going to try to get more um, regular with the podcast. Who I know we've been a little erratic lately. 
is what it is. Um, I'm hoping we'll be able to stay pretty regular, but with this upcoming week, I'm going to be on break. I'm going to be traveling a lot, so I don't actually know how regular we're going to be for this week. But after this week, hopefully we'll get back to being on schedule um, and keeping up with everything. And hopefully yeah. we'll get back to it. So, yeah. 100%. You guys can find me on Twitter at CastroOzzy. Um, also, if you guys have any questions, any movies, or any TV recommendations that you guys want to throw at me, please feel free to email me at ozzy.caster at screenfellas.com. And I already gave my recommendation, so Carlos, I don't know if you have any recommendations that you want to give. We can we can keep those as a recommendation. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, guys. We hope you guys enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Also, check out the YouTube channel. Check out the website because Brianna is doing some great stuff on there, guys. Um, I believe she just released her review of Thoroughbred. So if you guys have seen that, um, check that out Check out her review. And if she hasn't released that, I know she's working on that. So definitely be patient for that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I know that she was working on it. I don't know if she released it. So just be be an eye for it. If, if she hasn't posted it, if she has posted it, check it out. Um, guys, this is Screen Fellas. Mm-hmm.